Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Milius, and I'm so glad that you're here. And I can't wait to introduce to you Matt Jewell. Matt Jewell is an award-winning contemporary romance author. Having interacted with clients and colleagues in the financial industry for the past 20 years, he has gained a deep understanding of relationships and where people's passions lie. Using that knowledge and his affinity for storytelling, Matt published his award-winning debut novel, The Straight Crimes. When not absorbed in his writings, he enjoys vacationing at the beach, relaxing in his hot tub, and otherwise spending too much time on Instagram. Matt resides in Fort Worth, Texas with his family and is currently working on his next book. Let's dive into the pond and meet Matt. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to introduce to you Matt Jewell. Matt, thank you so much for being on this show. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I would love to, and we might have a Zoom bomber. I'm just going to say that now. My little cat is joining us. So, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so Matt, your background, you've had an extensive background in the financial world. Can you talk about how that has helped this writing path that you're on? Yeah. It's weird how I even got into that field to begin with, because that was, I don't know that I have a passion for finance or numbers by any means. It's something that uh, kind of organically happened um, because I've always done writing uh, since I was probably 12, 13, uh, was in different plays at school and throughout high school. But I always like to study the scripts and I like to see how dialogue was written and, and things like that. So I never really connected the two until I really realized that um, a big part of finance and uh, and writing is relationship building, understanding how people are and understanding what people are passionate about. And people are very, as, as you're aware, sensitive and passionate about their money and how, <laughs> you know, those things uh, help them, you know, make their dreams happen and, and things like that. Um, but it, I think understanding that has helped me also just kind of connect writing and understand how to make complex characters and to really focus on motivation when creating characters. So it's it's taken me a while to make that connection. But when I realized that that was part of um, how things come together, I found that very interesting. I do too. Uh, and I love that you the effort that you put forth to have multi-dimensional characters, that in-depth complex character. I think that that's, I think that's really cool because I believe that you need to care about that character as well as the journey, but you can have a great journey, but if you don't care about the character, there's only so far that can take you. So what, how, how did you get into like being able to like, how did you go about that developing of the characters? I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, with characters, I, I'm kind of in the mindset of I can't read a, a book if I don't care about the characters like we were talking about. Um, they've got to have like a, when you read a flat character where it's just one note for that character, to me, they're forgettable um, and they don't connect. And I'm the type of person that if I read a book, if I watch a movie, anything like that, I always put myself in those characters' shoes. And so that was what was, you know, most important when I'm, you know, looking at creating these characters were 
you know, one, I think of their motivation, like what do they want? If every character does not have a motivation, no matter what it is, um, that does not progress the plot, they don't have any business being in the book. You know, for whatever reason, they have to <laughs> progress the plot. Agreed. You know, that's, uh, you know, very important. But, you know, more than that, I think even I have a villainess in my book. She's a despicable person, but there's so many layers to her that she's so complex that she can like she she conflicts me. I didn't even <laughs> you know writing her, um, but I think that having the multiple dimensions to a character and the different layers to them um, it helps see different sides of them because maybe you don't relate to one part of a character, but you relate to something else or you've experienced something similar and uh, you find some type of common ground you know within that character but it also helps I think to create that journey you know with the story it's you know thinking of a you know a, a rags to riches type of thing you see character develop and grow and and there's so much growth within the main characters of of my book and I, I think that that's a part of why it's really resonating with readers is just seeing these two characters go through so much and the journey that they go through and, and seeing, you know, how they persevere through all of this. I think it's inspiring to people and hopefully so, uh, but I definitely try to find ways to, to help people connect to them and uh, as connected as I am to it as well. Oh, I love that. And I love that you talked about your villainess that way, that she <laughs> had, she had so, because I am a big believer that the villain is such an important character. When you have a, a dynamic like that, when you have a, a villain, that that villain has to be compelling because if you don't yes. really care about, have some kind of feeling toward the villain, you don't really care as much about the protagonist. The, the fact that you have such feelings, good or bad, about the villain makes it easier to see that kind of move along. You know, it, it, it pulls yeah. it through, I think. I think that you, it, it's why you might care even more so about the protagonist because you really don't like this villain. So, <laughs> that, I mean, to That's me, I- That's the best I, way to put it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love when a when an author has created a powerful villain like that because it just feels like you're rooting for the protagonist as well as you're like, yeah, let's see what's going to happen to you now. Or, oh, you despicable thing. How could you do that? <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, I oh, agree. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And that's a big part of it is it's just you see that um, that push and pull between them. Mm. You know, it's like what horrible thing are they going to try to do now and how does the the character respond you know yes yes that's awesome and the push and pull <laughs> I like how you describe that because yeah. there is that's that tension in the book that you're that you're you want to feel as, as you're moving through it oh Most I definitely that. yeah so how'd you get into writing then you know I don't <laughs> under it's such a weird question for me because it's hard to say how I started writing I, in, I guess in school um, from a young age, I was not a math or science person and anyone that knows me can, and that's what's ironic is that I'm in finance, but <laughs> I'm not a math science minded type of person. I always liked English in, in reading and, you know, hearing stories. And I think it did start with um, getting involved, like had friends that were in in drama and theater and wanting to get involved with them. 
but that was uh, really where I liked the idea of creating stories. And then that's where reading through some of the different scripts and so forth, I was like, oh, there's someone that gets to pull the strings. They get to create this story. And I was like, I, I want to tell the story, <laughs> you know? And awesome. for me, that's, yeah, I think that that was kind of where some of that took off from, from that age. Cause I would start writing, um, uh, poetry to you know go through you know express things that I was going through in, in my own life and then started writing plays because that's what I was doing and you know um, from there I'd start writing short stories so it just kind of picked up from there where I found such a joy and passion in what I was doing and it, most of these were things that people weren't reading I wasn't sharing it with a great group of people or a number of people by any means but for me, it was just cathartic. I needed to have an outlet and I didn't know that I needed it until it just became part of, you know, who I, who I am. I so, love that. And yeah. I agree that writing, you were writing for yourself first, and that is cathartic. Absolutely. That feels so good. And that does, that means that you don't have to share any of it with anyone at any point. It also could be that that's the genesis of something that you ultimately do share or you start to hone a craft and something that you just said about having written some plays uh, to me, when I, the first thing I think about when I hear that is dialogue, how powerful dialogue is in that. And uh, so yes. did that help to cultivate that craft of building dialogue? Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's um, important too, because when, when you read some stories, um, sometimes the dialogue isn't realistic. And I think that being in a play and hearing, you know, you're seeing a story come to life. And so it has to be believable to the audience. So it's definitely, I think that helped connect that for me. And a lot of times too, even if I'm writing um, in my books, I have to sit there and read out loud. And I'm like, this person wouldn't say that. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, and, and it, but that's what I kind of think of. And, and I think of what I write cinematically. And so I think that that's where the, the playwriting component uh, has helped me because I think of um, my, my book as a movie, uh, which would be great one day. But um, I think that that brings it to life and, and helps, uh, helps that dialogue become real um, as, I'm, as I'm working through the story. Absolutely. I love how you said that, that you see it cinematically. I, I translate that to seeing it in your head, seeing how it's going to play out. Like really, it's very visual then. And, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and using that to help you know, paint your world, basically paint that space. Yeah. Well, that's a big part of my, my writing process really is and that why I, I'm a slow reader and a writer. And I'm, I'll say first, I'm a slow reader because I sit there and overanalyze every word <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I, I and I'm not, a, not in a critical way by any means but just to experience it and when I'm writing I stop and I'll close my eyes and I'll visualize what does my character look looking at what do they look like how was the wind blowing through her hair what expressions on her face from this horrible thing this other person said or she's so in love with this other man and you know how close are they to each other like how is that tension building naturally um and I feel their feelings through that process I feel what they're 
going through, I think as if I'm them. And sometimes in my mind, I'll talk as how they speak, you know, and, and it's a very full body experience that by the time I'm done writing a scene or however long I'm writing for that day, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> just put it down. Um, but I think that that ties in all of that. Like, I want to be a part of my story because if it's real to me, then I can, it'll translate and it'll be re real for my readers. Oh, I can totally relate to that totally relate Absolutely. to that with writing my writing too I feel that with what I work on as well so I, I love that you say that how do you strike the balance then between what you see in your mind and what you're writing out and descriptive mm -hmm. and being um, so detailed to try to help the reader to feel it and and smell it and believe it like get all of their senses yeah. in it but while allowing their imagination to kick in and fill in the gaps too so how do you strike yeah. the balance well, what I what I kind of think of, and it's it may be a strange way to look at my book, but I think of telling my book as if I'm telling a story to my friend, because when you tell a story to a friend, you don't sit there and say, "Oh, well, I just saw Johnny, and he's six foot two, and he's really built, and he is a past law professor," and you know, you no. don't go through every single detail. You know, you say, you know, this tall man stared at me in this striking way with this lingering look on his face. Like you pull them in and let them say, oh, does he have long hair? Does he have short hair? Like, I don't like to give all of it. And there may be certain characters where I want to give more, but I don't, you know, I kind of build it over time. Um, but I let, I usually let them tell them that piece of it. But really tying it back to what I was saying is, I think of it how you tell those stories to a friend and you, you don't always give all the detail. You give enough to create some interest. And <laughs> I think from there, uh, those details either work themselves out um, or they come out later on. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't tell you that part of the story. Here it is. And it happens in, the, in, in, a, in a scene, as you know, it's, you know, those details come out as they begin, you know, whatever the action is or as the story progresses. Um, I, I think that that's important too, because I know for me, it's I, I like there is a book I read by Julie Garwood and I love the book, um, Mercy by her and her character, she kept saying was Auburn and she was blonde in my mind and I could not get past it. <laughs> and I just, every time I saw that she did that, I was like, no, she's blonde. I couldn't even read the words. I would <laughs> just skip over it. Um, and I know that there's, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, what some characters look like, you know, and there may be people that don't agree with it when they, when they see my characters either, but um, I try not to just throw everything out there because I, I think it's fun to create a little bit of the, the story ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So speaking of story, let's talk about the straight crimes. I love the name. Yeah. I love the premise of this book. So, But I want you, you to talk about it. Absolutely. Talk about this book. Let's share with yeah. people because I think it sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very unique concept and it was hard to hard to develop. But the straight crimes basically is this alternate society where um, being uh, homosexual is the norm in society and heterosexuality is less widely accepted. Um, so in this space, there's this young man, young woman who are just coming of age and there's that whole love at first sight component where they're meeting and they're questioning these feelings that they've, you know, both repressed you know from their lives they've also both come from very troubled backgrounds 
So it's, you know, there's just been a lot they've already been through in their life. And it's kind of that whole, what's one more thing going to happen, you know, if we're doing something that could be wrong. And it's this idea of basically putting the other shoe on the foot for a reader, maybe, you know, and, and a lot of people will liken it to, um, you know, being discriminated against for different things in their life, not just sexuality, but, you know, weight and ethnicity and things like that. Um, but it's basically looking at from someone else's perspective and seeing, you know, what it's like for um, these characters to be discriminated against. And, and through that, they have um, so much that's stacked against them. There's, you know, perceptions of things that are against them and realities of things that are, are against them. And, you know, as they're, you know, trying to figure out if they should be together or not, there's just a very sinister sequence of events that's, you know, sent out against them where they're trying to figure out, you know, is our love worth fighting for? And, and through that process, learning from each other and um, growing and trying to, you know, find their, their place in the world. So it's a very, um, it's heavy. It's a very heavy story but there is a lot of heart within it and there's a lot of different components to it. So as you were alluding to before, um, there's the romance piece of it, there's crime, there's murder, there's you know love, um, there's LGBTQ plus um, component to it. Because even though it's not a story between you know, two men or two women, it's the whole premise of you know, that, um, that um, platform you know fighting for that platform as well so I, it's a it's a hard story to <laughs> explain it's been a hard story to categorize because it can go thriller it can go romantic suspense you know and, and so on and so forth but I think that's what's interesting and what my readers are really liking is a lot of people will say this is a book that normally would be out of my comfort zone but I love the story um, and they'll say why you know, people that read other genres like horror, um, they love some of the, you know, suspense elements of, of the book. So it, while it's a hard story to explain, I think that it does um, resonate well with, with a lot of readers so far and, and hopefully more so as people continue reading it. You know, I like how you described it though, because I can understand that it feels complex to talk about, but in the same breath, it's, just from what you shared about your writing process and the fact that this your financial world background has helped with the empathy with the watching relationships understanding how people tick understanding what's motivating them i can see how all of those facets like they were all like little breadcrumbs kind of leading into helping yeah. you develop these <laughs> characters into developing this book into developing a story that is essentially asking people to just look at something from a different perspective, whatever, whatever their thing is, look at a different perspective and just, and can you, can that different perspective alter potentially how you might engage otherwise? Can you be kinder? Can you be more compassionate? Can you be more empathetic? It, that's kind of what I'm taking yeah. away from this. Absolutely. That's, that was my goal with writing is that if I'm going to write something, I want it to what is it going to leave with the reader? Um, and I'm not trying to persuade someone to think one way or another necessarily, but basically to consider the way they treat others, to be kind, 
And I think that that's what's important is, and, and even too, they, people may find themselves in the situation where they, 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 um, they might relate with, you know, the antagonists in the story and things like that. Um, but what we really wanted to focus in on was just um, showing people like what, you know, what can happen when, you know, hate uh, persists and um, takes over, you know, our minds and our actions and to show, you know, the human condition of how we have to weather the storm sometimes. <laughs> and uh, it's, 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 it was a challenging story, but yeah, absolutely. A lot of those things, I think, culminate together to kind of bring in that whole idea of how um, how do we look at things differently? And, you know, that's, I think, what's special about this story. And for me, it was, um, it was good to write. It felt good writing it to, to finish it, to get it out. And because uh, it was a very uh, difficult story <laughs> to tie together and, and make it uh, believable. That's, that's a challenge because there's also this fantasy element to it because this is not a normal society. That's not how our world exists. But it's also not a fantasy novel. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's a, that yeah, begs the yeah. question then, Matt. So how did you overcome that challenge? Because to your point, you're world building to a point. You're also right. changing so many other dynamics with one intention. Uh, look at the other perspective. Be kind. And I, I love that. Be kind. Oh, that's just <laughs> I, I really do. I I yeah. I, I, I absolutely so love that. Even when you say that about a thriller, I still love that. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, but how did you overcome that challenge to 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 get to that space? Yeah. Um. The, creating that society is very challenging, and it, I there is a lot of, you know, as you know, there's lots of drafting that goes into a story. No, only <laughs> one. Like, only yeah, one. Right. Only <laughs> <I'm> one. <kidding. laughs> If that's you, I, I oh, want to no. be you. Uh, oh no! Oh, I'm only teasing. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to try it from a lot of angles because um, it's it's ultimately it's not a society like ours where I, I didn't want to go into the scientific of it. I tried to write it where it was explaining some elements of that, and it just distracted from the story. I felt like it just pulled away from the idea because it almost could be, you know, I have my own ideas and I'm not going to share them. I want the reader to, to create those in their mind, but there's a lot of different ways that they can imagine how it, it went. But the one thing, you know, that I will say is essentially someone could think, was this a dream that this character had, you know, and that's not written that way. <laughs> it's not my intention, but it's almost a, a different interpretation that you could to take from the story. But I, I, like I said, I tried to explain it and it just, it just didn't feel right. It didn't fit into the story. And I haven't had any readers come back and, and really get hung up on that because the, the way that it pulls into the story and, and really helps kind of flip that switch. So I, I would say like for me, the key thing was we're focusing on the, the, correct, the correct terms. I created different terms for um, the family unit. And so every you know daughter has a mom and a mother and every son has a, a dad and a father. So it's very specific and it's, re, it's brought up um, in the stories because there's some characters that are within the book that don't have a mother, but they have a mom. 
and it, it's not I don't think it's confusing because it stays into the context like it keeps I, I, I try really hard to bring the reader along I, I definitely didn't want to get anybody lost in that but even still like I've taken um, you know a slur that's used um, you know against the homosexual community in our world and flipped it and it's used against the heterosexuals in this book so I, I try to find ways that it's like this is how that word feels to this community you know this is how it's going to feel in this context of this story um, so it, it, there is a lot of intricate balance in trial and error in editing 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 revising <laughs> changing but um I, I think that it i think that it lands i think that it's um it makes sense in, in the context of the book and while it was a lot of work to to create that and to make the changes I, I think I did a, a decent job with getting it there um, to the point where um, it doesn't have to be scientifically explained to understand um, the message behind the story, what you're supposed to take away from it as a reader. I think that that's, but you said a few key things in there on how to overcome that. You wrote from different angles and I don't know how many times you said editing, probably, I think I counted at least three, maybe four, but <laughs> rewriting it is also a form of editing because you've gone back and said, yeah, I need to start this over. So let's start, which yes. becomes a whole new form of editing. <laughs> and so, so right. what I'm hearing is that it, it just wasn't one and done. It was, it took time, oh, no. the, the effort that mm -hmm. it took, the rewriting, the edits that can feel overwhelming to someone when you're when you're starting out or when you have gotten yeah. through it i mean what i advise people um just last week i was in clubhouse for uh just about every day talking about writing and editing and such and you know instead of like focusing on those details and saying okay i've got to craft it all in this one space how about mm -hmm. lay the skeleton down of the book first so write just keep writing to get as much and if you say you're getting hung up around details on a second just kind of come put a big chunk over here and say need to describe need to flesh out yeah and keep writing and then give yourself permission to go back through and keep going back through versus feeling like you got to get it all one and done the first pass because just like you described the complexity of the book the complexity of the characters the the different angles you were coming from like I said, I think I counted at least three, probably five edits and rewrites in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, and I think that you gave great advice. And that it's, I, I think that I write the same way. Um, I don't get hung up on every single detail. I keep a character sheet of all my characters and all the details. What are their nicknames? Who calls them those nicknames? You know, what's their favorite ice cream if it's important to the story, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But, um, Write until you can't, because I see, um, and I've, as I've connected with some authors on here, they'll, they share a lot of posts on Instagram where they are still creating their story, but they're stopping and editing and stopping and editing. Well, your book's never going to get finished or it's going to take a long time. <laughs> like you're going to, no matter what you write, even if you finish your book, you're going to edit it so many times still. You're going to change it. Um, your beta readers are going to tell you to change it. Your editor is going to tell you to change it. You're going to tell yourself to change it. <laughs> so I say just, you know, write. Just write everything out. Even if you don't think it's great. Even if, you know, I, I, I harp on uh, sentence structure and sentence variety and grammar and you know, I may use the same word in this sentence in the next sentence, it'll get fixed later. 
you know, don't worry, just write it out, get the story out of you while it's still in your mind, while the characters are, are speaking to you, get it out of you. Um, and just know that it'll get fixed later because there's going to be some, <laughs> oh, you get it, Jen. Oh, so yes, I do. I'm sitting much here going, this is exactly how I write. And so yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matt, you are so much fun. And I'm so excited for you and your book. And I would love to let listeners and such know, how can they connect with you and where can they find your book? Well, thank you. Yeah, there's um, a few places. I'm mostly active on social media with um, Instagram. So you can find me at instagram.com. Um, slash author dot Matt Jewel. That's M A T T J U H L. Um, that's primarily where I'm at. I have a Facebook presence and Twitter, but I'm not typically on there. And then my book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. So you can get it in ebook format. You can get it in um, paperback, hardcover, um, Barnes and Noble notebook. Um, so there's definitely a lot of different options. If you connect with me on Instagram, I have a link in my bio that has a link to all of the places you can uh, purchase my book. That is so awesome. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. You have been so much fun and so much wisdom in this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate that opportunity. Let me uh, talk and it was great to, to get to know you a little bit better as well. So thank you. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.